0: I call myself a master in mise en place. I go to war every night, so I don't want to. You know, I want to have everything ready to go. Yeah. So that's the way. That's the way I created a menu in Pub Belly where we could get food out fast because it was all in the prep and in that's the right. flavors of the sauces. You know, and and that's why that, that restaurant was successful from the beginning because we could get you know we, people were waiting for tables for an hour and a half. There's no bar to wait. There's no chairs. People are just against the wall. They're looking at you in the kitchen. Like this better be good. If I'm work- if I'm waiting here and I want to have standing against the wall, because these guys doesn't have any seats, this food better be good. <laughs>
1: We have a sushi chef reinforcements from Puerto Rico right now, Puerto Rico right now, Puerto Rico right now, Puerto Rico right now. Rico right now. I hear the sound of Pan Kong podcast. You are listening to Pancom Podcast. I am Pastor Nick Jimenez. I am joined by Altar Boy
0: Mike yes. Beltran. A sound check or a... no,
2: this is a, you got to give people context. Before no,
0: that's you start how we're like starting. That. That's it. No. Just coming in hot. Coming in I, hot with it. So a sound check.
1: No. <laughs> take it away, Mike.
2: No. give people context. That's such a weird way to start the show.
1: This was that was a a take on uh, one of Donald Trump's spiritual advisors spiritual giving message. a sermon. Uh, talking. This was in the context of of the election. I know we said we were not going to get super political, but I don't think this qualifies. No,
2: No, it doesn't qualify like that. She said that there was going to be an angelic intervention from the lands of Africa and South America, and And all she kept on saying was, I see victory, I see victory, and the angelic intervention from the lands of Africa and South America, and I'm like, what the fuck? So we'll is cut, this? we'll cut in here with a little bit of that. Yeah, it's
3: good. Strike and 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 strike until you have victory. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now for angels have even been disp- dispatched from Africa right, Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. In the name of Jesus from South America, they're coming here. They're coming here. Uh,
1: That's was good. We're here with, uh, with chef, chili Cookoff champion, and aspiring donk model, Michael Beltran.
3: What <laughs> <laughs> a What a jerk. <laughs>
1: And we are joined by a special guest, Chef Jose Mending, uh, diners from all over, know him for all sorts of things. I'm not even going to try to give an exhaustive list of all the things. I will let you get into that. Uh, and so you can take it away, Mike, now that we've done the invocation, uh, and uh, and and do the thing. Talk about all the stuff.
2: Jose, what's up? What's going on, Mike. <laughs> Thanks for doing this uh, at a random time. I know that we were actually supposed to do this yesterday, but we were both incapable of actually operating our human bodies yesterday, right? (laughs) Yes, we were. We were both hungover. We actually both had dinner together the day before, and uh, we had a great time. And the reason why I bring that up is because of a couple reasons. First and foremost, I am a big fan of... Of Jose Mendin. I'm a big fan of what Jose did in this community. I'm a big fan of Jose's food. But the one thing I'm not a fan of is when Jose beat me at Cochon three years ago. (laughs) So I want to unpack a couple things about that experience for me. I wanted to win that thing so bad because I am such a dreadful sore loser. But above that, I wanted to beat Jose because Jose was a previous champion and someone that I respect and admire very much in the food industry. Now I lost which I still don't think I really lost, but I lost. Get over it. No, I'm not (laughs) going to get over it. But um, I I just want to express the fact of how much I really respect the things that you've done here. I think that, like, Miami is so much in such a better position now than when it was before Pub Belly opened. And the things that Pub Belly did and kind of like the – the groundwork that it laid for so many people like me that instead of doing what we were supposed to do, we did what we felt was, you know, like inside of us, how the food that we really felt.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, listen, listen to, did you say that? It, it means a lot to me because, you know, I did Pop Belly because the, the, the most important thing that I needed, that I did it for because I felt like Miami needed it. Yeah. Because, as me growing up here since 98, you know, growing as a chef and working through all the restaurants, where do we go to eat? Right. After You know, where do we go to eat? We have to go to an expensive restaurant in an expensive hotel. And pay, you know, I wanted to cook what I wanted to cook with no boundaries and make it for for, for us, you know. Mm-hmm. for and, and to see that, that that restaurant impacted, you know, kind of the, the community of restaurants a little, you know, a little bit uh, makes me very proud, you know
2: a lot of it I mean there wasn't anything else like that and then it started kind of like uh, I mean there
0: was there was a lot of pioneers you know that that yeah. you have worked for that I've worked for for sure you know Michelle Bernstein you know Norman all, all these people all these chefs you know that have been doing so much I just wanted to add to it because, yeah. I'm, because I'm such a Miamian you know yeah. I, I'm from Puerto Rico born and raised but I love Miami so much and I love you because you love Miami so much as well and the passion you put into everything Miami is something that I admire so I just want to keep Adding together with you and other chefs, making this one of the most respected cities in the United States and yep. maybe the world.
2: This episode of Panko Podcast is brought to you by Estrella Dam. Every fall, Estrella Dam's Chef's Choice program has been a welcome annual program highlighting great South Florida restaurants, their innovative cuisines, and the excellence of Barcelona's cherished beer. October 15th through November 15th, 2020, the program returns, rechristened as Estrella Dame's culinary journey and featuring fabulous, fabulous restaurants in Dade and Broward County. During the month of October, adventurous foodies will be able to enjoy uniquely delicious and specially priced offerings from participating restaurants from exclusive dishes to tasting menus, all paired with Estrella Dame. Classically, their program has been centered around a tasting menu paired with Estrella Dame. But this is a year unlike any other, so they wanted to give chefs and operators the freedom to create their own offering at their own price. Some are presenting a special dish, others a multi-course menu. Brewed in Barcelona with Mediterranean ingredients since 1876, Estrella Dame boasts a versatile and approachable flavor profile making it an attractive pairing to cuisines from around the world, as evidenced by the eclectic lineup of participating restaurants. For more information on Estrella Dam Culinary Journey, including a full list of the more than 40 participating restaurants and menus, please visit www.estrelladamjourney.com. Now, Mike, what will this look like here at Ariette. So here at Ariadne, we're, we're going to be doing a wonderful three-course menu that's going to be kind of our signature dishes on it, which one will be the short rib, the other will be our flan, and the first course will kind of be rotating with other things that we find to fit the Estrella d'Am profile. We wanted to be able to offer the beer with some of our signature dishes because, you know, we want to offer Estrella d'Am 12 months out of the year, not just right now for a special menu, so we wanted to pair it with something that will be on our menu forever. Again,
1: you can get to all the information about this program at www.estrelladamjourney That's E-S-T-R-E-L-L-A D-A-M-M Journey. Estrella, like star in Spanish, Dam. D-A-M-M Journey.com
2: I mean, that's... I think uh, we've talked a lot about on the show and and I think you and I have talked a lot about it too, is that Miami's like so young, right? Trying to get to a place that um we create that lineage of chefs. Like you mentioned the uh, trailblazers before us, you mm-hmm. know, like the Normans and uh Allen's and Michelle's and uh and then there was like the Michaels and then it was the U And then there's you know, and then there's like a new generation too yeah. on top of that.
0: Which is a very exciting generation, by the way. I mean
2: Yeah, I mean I think um we're in a very unique time. Uh, and it's obviously been a real fucking weird year. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like we were on this, like, uh, climb. And then now, not just us, the country as a whole, we're on a climb. And then now it's just like we're not sure. It's just stopped. I
0: just or die, you know, like, it, it's crazy because, like you say, we were inclined, beautiful things happening, and then this completely fucks up the year right can i curse yeah <laughs> Can you curse? have you met
2: me what do you mean um
0: uh, i don't know you were sponsored by it, you
2: know <laughs> <laughs> sponsors have to deal with the shit that i say and that's just how the way the way that it works um and that's why i've only had like five episodes ever sponsored so the adjust or die is a good way to put it yeah you know we're gonna see continue to see a lot of change i think in the next like six months and Uh, I thought that the portion that everyone was closed was tough. And I think that the six months to a year afterwards is going to be as tough because then it's building business back up.
0: It's just hard to see all this talent go into deliveries and stuff like that. You know, like you see all these amazing chefs around the country and all these minds that they need to create. You know, they have to stop and, and have to create to survive their business, to make it survive. Right so so it's sad, you know, but I think we're getting better, I don't know, I feel it,
2: I feel it, I mean, I think Florida's in a unique position because yeah. we can open more, yeah, and then there's some other states that just can't, like uh did you see dialogue closed? Uh,
0: I saw Coxcomb close, which is. did it, Coxcomb close, I mean one of my favorite restaurants in San San Francisco, you know, like wow, um I don't know what's going on in California seriously i I don't I don't know if, if they Allowed to open or not? I don't know either. I see, but I, but I go. I know. I, lo- I go to a lot of these websites all the time to check out menus, you know, and and read menus. That's one of my hobbies, reading menus. Um, and I see that a lot of them, you know, are not open. You know, right. and a lot that, of people
2: um, in like the Midwest just decided to close for the winter.
0: Which is yeah, it's crazy because now this COVID thing, you know, it could be you know you could have a flu and you don't know if you have COVID, you have a flu, or you know, it's getting cold. And people are running away, but a lot of people are coming to Florida, so it's, it's a good thing to to be here to take care of these customers, and you know, and 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 having Miami open the way it is right now is pretty pretty good for us. Yeah, exciting.
2: Yeah, let's just hope it stays that way. So let's go back to like Baby Jose, born and raised oh, in shit. Puerto Rico.
0: Oh yeah, born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, I come from a very very. Uh, family you know middle class family uh have two two brothers and i was into sports a lot play older, sp- older younger i older? have a, a younger and older from so the hamlet sandwich, um, <laughs> the hamlet sandwich. <laughs> so you know amazing mother and father foodies you know all their life uh, they've been foodies and that's why i kind of get into it but i was into sports a lot played volleyball played baseball and volleyball decided to go to volleyball the volleyball way and you played volleyball yeah, I played volleyball, uh, I won the Junior Olympics and when, when, I was, when I was 14 years old, won gold. Is there any film of that? I would love. Yes, uh... I got stuff. And got a scholarship for college. Um, went to a, a volleyball scholarship to Maya West, which is in the west coast of Puerto Rico. The best college in Puerto Rico, best university in Puerto Rico. I did not have the SAT or the college board to get into this university. I got it through the scholarship and I lost the scholarship in a year because i dropped out of the team and stopped going to school i couldn't pass a class right which led me to to uh having go back to san juan and get a job to help out and working working okay. work in the kitchen so yeah so going back to san juan led me to a to uh to hurting hear, hearing about culinary school and wanted to go to culinary school but my parents are like crazy you're never cooking your life blah 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 so i ended up working in a restaurant and showing them that i liked it so mm. i ended up here in Miami to go to Johnson & Wells and you know I don't think we want to go through everything after but uh, you know I have a lot of passion for this industry and and it comes from 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 my parents from my dad being such a foodie and taking us to special restaurants and special locations and and him being you know looking for the for the hot spot you know going in the mountains in Puerto Rico to get the best pastel or going to the to the beach to get the best uh fried food in puerto rico you know like he, he was looking for the best stuff all the time so you know i kind of i really like doing that you know so i love i love eating i love food you know so it's not easy to be a chef and i i i mean of my of my of my class in culinary school i'm probably the only one that's still cooking maybe two or three are still cooking yeah, just because same. nobody there's there's a very few of us that make it that really have the passion to go in there and to. Not be a line cook. Learn. Put your head down. Say yes, chef. Until your time, and and I, I'm so happy. I never quit. So you
2: didn't move here till you went to culinary school. Yes. Oh wow. So I was in 1998.
0: I was 19 years old.
2: Oh, 19. But so I was. I lived all my life in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico up until then. Shit, it's yeah. crazy. So then, after culinary school, where'd you go work after that?
0: I I worked all through culinary school. Uh, since I got here, since I got here, I, I my first job was in. Bar Harbor and a sushi bar, which they were doing something very special. They were, uh, they were owned, I think, by Sakura, one of the companies around here. Yeah. And they brought in the chef from Nemo, the sushi chef from Nemo, that mm-hmm. was Michael Charles, was the, the right. chef. Uh, and they wanted to make it like a sushi bar, but with a really good hot food, or American modern food with sushi bar. And in, they failed completely, but they had an idea <laughs> right. that, that, that later will become something very good in my career. It was Nobu. Um, because after that, I ended up working at Turnberry Resort, Mm. and I worked through everything, you know, from breakfast buffet to banquet to restaurant, everything. That was kind of my my real teaching of of the basics. Right. And then I ended up landing a job at Nobu, which changed me completely. Nobu opened my mind, especially Chef Thomas Buckley, which I think is one of the best, if not the best chef in Miami, but he has dedicated his whole life to Nobu.
3: Right.
0: But I think he's one of the most talented chefs that I've seen and work for or ever seen, you know, like he can mm. do it all. Uh, I don't know if you met him, but no, he's an no. amazing chef and my mentor. And he opened my mind that Japanese food and what he was doing there was not only about you know tepanjaki, teriyaki, teriyaki. You know, it's like this other stuff. You know, you can you, you you can add that European technique to to the Japanese cooking and make it better and right. and and take risks and doing stuff.
2: Very John George like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John George has a lot of that in, in his cooking, and you know, from that I took it to. He sent me to uh, London. I was in London for six, six, seven months working for Nobu, and that was like, you know, after that I was like, I'm no without, you know, doing twelve hundred covers there, and you know, it's crazy Just cleaning <laughs> one hundred twenty lobsters a day. Wow. It was too much, so I came back to Miami, and then I decided to go to Spain, and I worked all over Spain. We talked about this. That yeah, I, yeah, I worked in shacks, i worked in you know Ta- in takai i worked in 590 restaurant mission star restaurants and and i came back from that and i, I ended up uh, a job as a chef of suji samba mm-hmm. second chef of suji samba that i didn't I didn't want to i was i thought i was too young but i kind of like felt that i could do it and and i felt that you know i, I had some I had help from from uh, from Guillermo Concha, was a chef of mine that passed away. Rest in peace. He, 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 we wanted to do it together. Be the, the, the young guys in Miami doing something exciting. But he ended up not going in and leaving me. And I had to do it by myself because he ended up going to Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah. Whatever. That's another story. But being the chef of Suji Samba, I think, uh, in a way, I, 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 I'm very hard on myself. And I thought it was a bad move because I'm here. Stop learning. And now you're the chef. Right, and selling out to make money because I needed money, and they would give me a good salary. But I, I made it very important to myself that I needed to keep learning. So, I, I, I taught myself. I, I learned a lot. I read a lot of books. I tried a lot of things, and I changed the menu every week. I did a different omakase. Imagine for four years, changing every Friday, doing four different uh, new dishes, specials, and an on, on omakase. Imagine how many dishes I did. From those, from those tastings and those testings. I grew and I made better. And every Friday? Every Friday. It's over late. 200 dishes. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. So I learned a lot for that. And then I became kind of a corporate chef for Suji Samba. I ended up going to Vegas to open Sujisamba Samba in Vegas. It was a big opening. Very busy restaurant. Actually, the only Suji Samba still left in the United States. It's opening. Vegas? It's in Vegas. Suji only exists now in London and Dubai right. and, and Amsterdam. And, and then they said, you know, that's it. And, it, and I felt ready. I felt I can cook anything. And then when you, you know, when you feel like you can cook anything, yeah. when you have that technique that you know you have it down, it's about you putting the flavor into it and making your own cre- creations. Yeah. And I felt so ready. I had enough in my, in my book, that I can create a really good restaurant in Miami and be very successful. And I had it in my head, because. Not because I said so, because I see the people eating the food, and I know they're not lying to me. Because you know when somebody's lying to you, when yeah, somebody... No, on, it's great. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. So, I did Puebla after after a little mishap with a, a restaurant called Mercadito. <laughs> hey, that, listen, Mercadito is good. <laughs> yeah, Mercadito is great, but the you know Mercadito, and the little taco shop attached to Mercadito was my jam. Yeah, it's great. No, Mercadito has amazing food. Yeah, it just had. Just had a little problem there. I don't want to get into it. That's fine. Uh, that, that pushed me to do pub belly. which is good, which is crazy. Because I was going to do pub belly while I was doing Mercadito. And treat pub belly like a, like, a, like, a fat, like a fast food Asian place where you go and get some fried rice and go. And in the, in the, in the, in the middle of opening your first restaurant, they said, like, I'm not going to have fast this shit. Yeah. And I changed the whole menu. And they said, I want to go in with the best I can do. And that's how pub, pub belly started. With the best I could do in that kitchen at that moment. And I think I did pretty good.
2: Let me tell you, that kitchen You've been You've been in there. You worked
0: in that is kitchen. <laughs> small.
2: It is like, I always say area remember. Kitchen. I
0: remember you working that night. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, I, you're so like, I mean, you're so passionate and the way you work. is yeah. crazy. Um, and you were struggling. I remember you brought all these, uh, was it board shops? Yeah, uh, it was yeah. wild board shops. Wild board shops. I roasted them And all. you were like, where do I? Put shit here. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is crazy. Nuts. <laughs> How many people did we do that day? Probably got like 100, 110. Yeah, exactly. uh, but you know, working at no with Sujisamba, I think I'm a master in mise en place. I call myself a master in mise en place. I go to war every night, so I don't want to. You know, I want to have everything ready to go. Yeah. So that's the way. That's the way I created a menu in Pub Belly where we could get food. out out fast because it was all in the prep and that's the flavors right. of the sauces you know and, and that's why that restaurant was successful from the beginning because we could have, you know we, people were waiting for tables for an hour and a half and there's no bar to wait there's no chairs people are just against the wall they're looking at you in the kitchen like this better be good if I'm work, if I'm waiting here and I want to have standing against the wall because these guys doesn't have any seats this food better be good and fast so you know we bombard people with food
2: I learned that at like <laughs> I always consider myself very good at, like, setting up a station and stuff, but I learned the mise en place game, like, okay. efficiency game. Is it me? Weren't you off today? I am off. Okay, all right. Um, the, the efficiency game, when you're kind of, like, painted in a corner and you want to put out your best food possible, but you have to control everything around you, because the kitchen's too small, you don't have enough staff, all starts from... At seven o'clock
0: in the morning. This might sound cheesy, but we are here for the customer.
2: Yeah, no, it's okay. not cheesy. And it's true.
0: I, I work in a restaurant in Spain, a Michelin-star restaurant in Spain, that the chef will send back dishes, thinking of his ego, thinking of like I don't know I, what is he trying to accomplish here. Mm. If it's perfection, he said, "What is it?" But it, it, the food might be get perfect, but the customer waiting three hours for a plate is not perfect. And this guy did a risotto. They make risotto from scratch. And the risotto dish, three times, he threw it out, saying the risotto was overcooked. And, you know, like, it's crazy. Three times. Three times. Imagine how much this table waited for the food. And that means that everything went out. Everything went to the garbage. The and whole it, The whole table, all the yeah, fish. It's my mine. say you have to be realistic of what you're trying to accomplish, and especially with the spaces sometimes that we have in our kitchens. Right and and working I know it was putting out 1,000 covers 1,500 covers you know of good food it's all about prep it really you know makes you not sleep at night thinking what are you going to do the next day
2: what um right now what are you what are some of the places you enjoy eating right now currently in the city
0: I mean um I love bourbon steak oh yeah Gabe uh, Gabe I love Gabe um, Gabe Fenton love but one of the things that I love more about Bourbon Steak is the service. Yeah. Giuseppe is somebody that makes me feel special when I go there. Right. He he, he the hospitality in that restaurant for me is better than anything in, in town for me.
2: The vibe too, like it just no, the it matches vibe. like everything. Yeah. The yeah. hospitality to the plus.
0: Thing. That was my first that was the second restaurant I worked in Miami. That was called the Veranda. I worked in that restaurant. Bourbon Steak was the oh. Veranda in Turnberry. Right, so it's, it's, it feels special to me there. I don't know. It's you know it's expensive. And I go I, don't, I go there maybe once every two months. Right, um, but I just I love I love the food, very simple, um, and I love the service. Um, I I just I don't go out too much to eat in like different restaurants, but you know like exciting restaurants. Like I, the, the dinner I had earlier the other day was amazing. I don't know I think um, I had some great dinners uh at, at, at brad's restaurants Ember in Alter. you know i think he's doing very exciting stuff but i like i like uh, regular stuff like i Me love too. i love luna pasta for example next to my house luna pasta by chef gabriel medici from he was in novecento mm. he did that group he started that group he sold it and he created this pasta shack oh yeah and he, ma- he makes pasta for people you know he's not doing it anymore <laughs> so i'm not trying to advertise that right but uh he he makes amazing, amazing pasta, and it's very simple, and I love it. And I don't know, I, don't, I I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting because I have really bad memory, but yeah, those are the restaurants that I you know most mostly frequent.
2: How's uh, Rivertail going?
0: Rivertail is going.
2: Let's give context. Rivertail is the new restaurant yeah. you just opened within the last
0: year. Yeah, Rivertail we opened December twenty sixth last oh, yeah. year. Uh, it's my first restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it's my version of a fish house mm. okay so I took American fish house and I made it into what I, what I think it should be sure. with my dishes and my flavors and my style I think it's going great I think it's, it's a lot of work to do uh, you know the reopening was, was very rough I had a new chef new manager yeah. you know all new servers one person came back from the whole staff from pre-COVID. So it's hard to open a restaurant twice. You know, it's crazy. The whole training goes into it. And I'm very happy. Very happy with it. You know, and I told my wife yesterday, I'm, I'm really happy. At this moment, right now, I'm very happy. Because cool. Rivertoe is finally, you know, running the way it should run. Great. Um, public sushi is running very well. You know, I got exciting things coming. I feel happy. I feel, you know, I feel good yeah so uh River Tail is definitely part of 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 something that that I wanted to do for florida with with uh with the, with that group and and to to be there get to know the city the people there completely different to miami the vibe and the people it's just you know it's it's something special for me and and that type of food i love yeah. you know doing that type of food it's just it's, it's, I mean, I like. I like. I like it. You know, it's just like. Yeah.
2: So, um, I think anyone who knows you knows the story of the flag on La Placida. <laughs> so, I, I'll tell you that uh, for me, I loved that story. I loved what you did there. We'll tell all of our listeners that are not from here. Um, you opened a restaurant in Mimo. Yeah. That has a gigantic facade. It was a big five-story building. Mm-hmm. And you painted, it's a Puerto Rican restaurant. Like, um, I guess, what would you compare it, like, Puerto Rican-wise? Like, uh, simple food, uh, oh, this is home. This food. is
0: Puerto Rican home cooking. Right. This is recipes. Actually, I do a couple of recipes from my mom, from my, my great-grandmother. I was a cooking teacher. And my mom has all her recipe books, and I wow. have them in my house. And I try to take some stuff from them, stuff that my mom taught me and you know the rest is just stuff that i like to eat from puerto rico i'm bringing it here because i have a lot of puerto rican customers that always tell me you know where are you gonna open a puerto rican restaurant you're puerto rican you should be doing puerto rican food you know so there's no puerto there's no good puerto rican restaurants in there's not many good puerto rican restaurants in, in, in miami and i want to do a version of it uh the whole flag thing. You want to get into it? I, I, that's I, I, what I, I, I wanted to give people. Because that's so. a very bad perception of what I did there, and I want to. I want to. Oh clear, no, that's good. So we'll, I want to we'll clear, I wanna well, clear well, it up. But basically,
2: it's what a five-story building, right?
0: It's a five-story building.
2: So on top of the restaurant, on the side of the building, you did a. I painted half of the building. You painted
0: half of the building <laughs> half as of a the Puerto building. Rican flag. Yeah. Yes,
2: right. and then some people got upset. Oh, <laughs> some. <laughs> and um and there was an uproar by some people and uh
0: for me yeah go just yeah, go because i'm going to basically it, say for, it, for for me was you know and i and i want to clear this up because let's clear the air it wasn't like i just say i want to put a big puerto rican flag there you know just to fuck with everybody no it wasn't like that there was a movement in puerto rico after hurricane maria a, a painter hector acevedo yeah. was going Town by town, bringing people together and painting himself with the people of the community, a building with the Puerto Rican flag. And he accomplished um, 70% of all the towns in Puerto Rico. In the middle of him doing that, we are opening this restaurant. My partner, Julian Hill, had the idea, why don't we bring Hector to do the flag here?
2: It's an amazing idea.
0: Amazing idea. He agrees. By the way, Hector didn't charge us a penny to do this. Wow! He, we, he, it's the first time he ever flew in a plane. No way! You know? Yeah, he he came and he did this. We went. We got the permit to do this. We got the permit. The permit, you know, was approved. We have the permit to do it. We had one day to do it. Okay, so we start painting the building with 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 this, you know, with the good intentions here, not trying to mess with anybody, and just. The nastiness that came out of it was yeah. just—I've never seen anything like it in my whole time in the United States. Explain in the nastiness. Twenty years. I've never the seen nastiness. the racism oh, and yeah. the, and the stuff that being said. Uh, we have proof I we mean, we've been through this. You know, we went to the city, we won. You know, at the end, but I mean, we have proof of people, uh, uh, neighbors putting, bring back the prostitutes and drug addicts. They're better people than them. He had, and them saying had, you. I, I had a lady in front of me screaming, we don't want brown people here. You know, You're know, you not brown. I'm man. like. <laughs> you don't have a tan. I'm like, what is this? I've never experienced this in my life. And we are spending a life. And so I have the permit. Stop me. Call the cops. Cops, come. There's the permit. Oh, yes, you have the permit. You can do it. You have the permit. Yeah. Well, oh, well, what we didn't know was that we had to get another permit. But why you give me the permit if I have to get another permit? It doesn't make sense. It's a, a lot of things. In my what head. was the other permit? The other permit has to be by the MIMO board. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But they didn't say that when, when we paid for the other permit.
2: It's cool how they're so easy with, like, um, yeah. hookers and all the other things that happen the to thing MIMO. about
0: MIMO. The thing about MIMO and all this, all this the MIMO association that were, like, really bad to us, calling the cops nightly for having music play in a very low volume. Calling the cops, we have seventy-six violations in a year. Um, We're probably pretty close. Stopping service and the atmosphere of the restaurant, you know, you know, messing with us, man, you know, like bad, like just bad. What are they? What are they trying? They're trying to preserve, Mimo. They say. I mean, I've been here twenty years. You've been here longer. What are they trying to preserve? Nothing. What was Mimo? Nothing. We made this a a, a tourist point, bringing people in to take pictures with the flag, neon lights. You know, people are coming. From everywhere to the, you know Puerto Rican's mostly
2: I uh, what I really enjoyed about the story and I didn't know all the other stuff I didn't know that he was going from town to town which even gives me more reason to like the story was it was after the hurricane and the Puerto Rican community community was
0: was hurting well you know what I'm saying well you know how many people came to paint the flag with him yeah that day we have videos more than more than 50 people showed up yep. celebrities the uh, mayor Francis Suarez came in to bless to bless it and he got, he had to run away because they start screaming at him. Like, how can you do this? Ah. The guy had, you know, he came in, in his goodwill because he's friends with my partner Julian to, to, to give the, you know, the blessing. And he got, you know, ran away. Like, he, get out, get, he had to leave. So we, we did this with the best intention, I'm telling you. And it's nothing to brag, brag about, oh, we put the Puerto Rican flag. You know, like, it's something that is beautiful to me. Something that we accomplished that I'm very proud of and we fought for it, and we lost a lot of money in this a lot of money. A loss on that shit. And it's there, we won, but we didn't win because because we win mean because Mimo fucked up. That's what we won. I like the story even more now. And they la- they let another person keep the flag. Keep keep that flag, keep a mural. That's down that was, the street, right? That was illegal on organic bites. Yeah, yeah. And they had a confidential agreement that couldn't disclose Oh, good. So I think Joe Carroyo, in the whole time, I, I that I thought he hated us, you know, but at the time, he made a very good solution. But, you know, you have an a agreement with Organic Bites that undisclosed with the meme organization. You don't want to tell me what it is, right? But you're telling me the part of the agreement is that they have to take the flag down at one point. So you know what? They're going to keep the flag until you take that, that, that mural. So That was Joe Carroyo? That was Joe Carroyo. Wow. That's pretty... Hawaiian. I'm shocked. The, whole, the rest of the time, he hated us. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like, listen... Take the thing down. Nobody goes to a restaurant for a flag. They go for the food. If the food is good, people are going to come. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but they don't. Was, you know the sentiment that goes behind a flag.
2: Absolutely. I
0: feel bad the day the flag has to come down. The person that has to paint it over better wear, you know, some type of <laughs> bulletproof vest or because, <laughs> because they're going to throw rocks at him. And yeah. Puerto Ricans are very proud of their flag, just like any anybody, any other countries.
2: Yeah. Well, I just learned so much more about
0: this. This oh, is man. good. It's a, it's a novela, man.
2: Well, I mean, the, I love how like the it was the Mimo board that they, you had to get the lady, the
0: president board. of Mimo board was crying in the hearing, crying for what? Because she lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was pathetic. Oh, I mean, that, lady's he, listening oh, to me, please, I don't know who she is. I don't, oh, that's good. She was
2: crying. That's probably because she got so much shit on the back end
0: from other that make, people. That make it a lot, you know. That made it a lot more enjoyable seeing her, you know. Wait, why is she so what is she, what is she so I mean bad about I mean I, I don't know we on flag is, is, is gonna damage Mimo forever come I mean, on I, give I me think a break.
2: you know Mimo's an interesting neighborhood for me like I, um,
0: very interesting
2: it's interesting the, the neon and the it's just like it's
0: kind of weird but the fact that they're look around me look how many buildings are empty yeah no I'm aware it's insane yeah I'm not saying how to run anything. I'm just saying, like, something hasn't worked for, for, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, time to change it time up. Time to change it up. Look what happened. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, say, make it into a Wynwood, but I'm just saying, look what happened in Wynwood. Yeah. You know, look yeah. at what happened with, in other, in other uh, neighborhoods, you know? It's,
2: Miami is in this interesting growth period, right? That Every neighborhood is growing, but they don't know which direction they're growing in. Right, like coconut yeah. groves going through this gigantic growth, they just poured like hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars into Cocoa Walk, into other things, and not really like sure what kind of neighborhood it's going to be now. Is it going to be a higher end neighborhood? Is it going to be approachable for families? And then Mimo, like I've never really understood what happens in Mimo. I don't know what kind of person they're trying to attract there. Well, but... Mimo's
0: very. I, I mean, I will I will compare it a lot to, to a coconut grove in a sense that it is kind of the suburbs closest yeah. closest to the city. Yeah, you know. So, so. So that's a lot of that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of neighbors. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. You know? So it's special, you
2: know. I gotta tell you, the one thing the one the thing I'm the most ready for is for this to be over. Like what? elections. Like this election season, I'm just ready for it to be over. I don't care how people voted, I to me it does not matter. I just it's you know. the daily just nailing people over the head with like shit.
0: It's very sad. For me, I, overall, it's very sad to see the the, 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 the division, how yeah. how how people get divided, and and turns into hatred. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know I'm not gonna get into politics, but you know, I don't want I don't want to say anything. But it's just it's very bad to see what's going on. And and like, like you like yourself, I want it, I want it to be over already. And I just want whoever just wanted... won, whoever won, won, and that's it. That's good. You know. For, but, uh, I,
2: I, just like talking about the division part it's like uh i can nick and i disagree daily this is like a day we disagree on things daily it doesn't mean that i hate nick in any which way we just very think about things yeah. differently we can disagree about something and it doesn't mean that i uh, hate you personally it's just and it seems like the division is turned into hatred instead of understanding how to communicate with each other on differences
0: yeah, it's it's okay to not agree on subjects but it's not okay to, to be a racist and you know and and express that, you know. It's just it's sad, you know. We
1: I, uh we, we talked briefly, Jose, about uh I think it was in one of your Fort Lauderdale uh places that you did a some kind of a watch party.
0: Yeah, we did we did a watch party for the elections on River Tuesday. Uh, how we, did that go? We, it went well, you know. Oh, did it? It went well. It, 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 we did like two hundred people total. Uh, but we had to. We brought security <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because we thought it was going to get a little nasty. You know, I, we talked about you talked about all You know, try to in a restaurant sometimes you try to do too much, just get a you know advantage of every single thing going on. Everybody does. You know, National Taco Day. National. You know, how many, birthday, how nat- many butter nat- crab
2: rolls you know. did you give away on uh, Tuesday?
0: Um. Probably a lot. I mean, I don't know the count, but I can get it for you. But, <laughs> yeah, you, did, you, you know, thing that
2: if you voted, you got a buttercrab roll,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, the butter crab. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many we did, honestly. But, you know, it's fine. As long as you come in, you know, have a good time. Um, yeah, the, the, it went well. There's nothing happened, no fights. Everything was good. That's good. That's a positive. Yeah.
2: No no Karen's or anything yeah, like that. I had a, nice. I had
0: a friend of mine installed who a whole roll of stickers so he could get all the buttercups. in <laughs> <laughs> a <fucking> <laughs> okay. you see, this is, That's the crusade
2: that I'm going on now. Yeah, next a on a crusade, he's trying to pass legislation to uh, rid the world of the I voted sticker. Yeah,
0: that's
1: my new. I'm, I have, I'm declaring a jihad
2: on the on the
0: I voted sticker. <laughs> the I voted I, sticker did this, did this started this year, or oh, before? that's been for a long that's time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love movie. to
2: start a legislation to get rid of all the lawn signs and car caravans of politicians. That to Caravans, me is. Caravans, I'm on board with. Yeah, and the lawn signs too. We're destroying a lot of nature for these stupid fucking lawn signs.
0: I, just, I think this year was the record of most the turnout, votings. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it just shows you what's going on. Yeah. Um. When you look at kind of like the future of restaurants, what is? I mean, I know because you're in it. What are your concerns and what are your hopes? If you have one concern right now, what would it be?
0: Well, I I mean, the style, hopefully, you know, of service doesn't doesn't get disrupted that much because of the whole COVID thing, and, and maybe hopefully the COVID thing has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, um, but, you know, raising the wages could be a, could affect, and the prices have to go up if you're going to be paying a dishwasher $15, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody $15 minimum, the prices have to go up, people don't expect, you know, so... I know that was approved in Florida this year. So yep. $1 is going to go up every year to 2025. 2025 is going to be. So I know I have a lot of friends in New York. I have friends in California. And they've told me it does affect you. Affect you. And as you know, Dan Meyer tried to change the whole system just because of it. and He failed. He failed. He failed. He couldn't do about, it. Talk about like the number
2: so, one tour in the United States right now.
0: He tried to do something. Uh, he, he probably thought that he wasn't going to follow. Nobody followed and he couldn't make it work. So uh that's something that that I think that that's going to affect restaurants. But I don't know man. I think I think I think restaurants, you know, it changes it keeps changes. It's like yeah. there's nothing you can do about that and there's going to be a lot of pioneers that could create new ways and you know, it could be anybody, it could be you, it could be me, it could be, you know, uh, keep working on it to to do the what we like to do right. which is hospitality yeah, yeah. i love taking care of people yeah it's, it makes me smile it makes me happy i have the biggest you know sense of for hospitality i think uh because i just love taking care of people i love i love when people come to town and call me and they tell me you know i can change i can tell them where to go i can take care of them show them around just since i was a kid having people over my house it was my favorite thing having a stayover, you know like your yeah. friends you know. I just love taking care of people and cooking for them. makes me really happy. So as long as you do that, the rest, you know, it's just...
2: I think my concern is the same as yours, Uh, service style. And like the way that a restaurant, uh, how is it going to develop over the next two years? And as long as uh, kind of politicians keep their digits out of our business, I think it'll be fine. Um, You know, the... uh, I think that it's tough to see some of the best in the country revert themselves to putting food in boxes. Yeah. Um especially knowing what they're capable of on a creativity level and like uh, just, you know, the whole thing from service to what lands on the plate. So my concern is that getting hit hard. You know, one thing I've tried at least at Ariette is to make that seem the same even though taking the proper precautions uh, because I still do believe in like the old school style of dining and that's why I fell in love with this to begin with and I don't want to um, I don't want to accept that changing unless I really have to
0: i tell you one advantage we have right now we are one of the only things going for people restaurants, that is correct so we are that Person's, you know, night of the week, you know, there's no theater, there's no movies, there's no sports, there's no, you know, there's no big no events, no no big gathering, no music events. So, you know, we we're in charge, you know, of of, responsible making people their night out, you know, happy and and doing everything we can within all the codes that are there Mm -hmm. out there uh, to make them happy and safe and give them a good time.
2: Yeah, that's. I mentioned it before. The reason why our uh, once a month tasting event is successful is because we're like an event. We make it an experience yeah. in a world that people don't have. To play. Yeah, they don't have anything to experience right now. So we're giving them that. Hours of normalcy that they've been pining for for fuck the whole fucking year, you know? So I'm looking
0: forward to my dinner. Uh, that's right. The 18th, <laughs> the 18th. Jose
2: <laughs> will be joining us for versus number four, five. Do you think
0: five, Zach is gonna sit with me after? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> I think a little scared. Uh, Zach the Baker's now
2: gonna want to <laughs> sit with you or not. We're gonna leave that undecided for now. Um, I, I think that's like my concern is that the things changing. My hope um, is we kind of pick up where we left off. You know, I think, like we mentioned before, like Miami was on such a good trajectory, uh, and, you know, the community was pushing so hard. And I think that they continue to push so hard, but in different ways for survival instead of for growth.
0: I'm really scared of, uh, of another breakout. I know what's going on in Paris right now, and in Madrid, in Spain. They're shutting down. I mean... I don't know if I can survive another shutdown. I, mean, I,
2: I don't know of any of it's, us. Can. It's
0: crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So hopefully, you know, we don't we, we don't have to go through that again. Mm. But as soon as we open, we're going to we're gonna do everything possible to make people happy. You know?
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, scary to look around the world and see what's happening. And the hope is that we can continue to just try to keep each other safe and stay on this track. Because like you and myself and so many other people, I don't know if I can hold down another fucking six-month quarantine apart from financially just like mentally and the whole thing it's it's a heavy burden to carry
0: it is
2: (laughs) it's uh it's tough so um so i guess we can get into the wind down things sure yeah. yeah so uh
1: we spoke earlier about those recommendations every episode we we end with our parting recommendations it's where we recommend things that people should watch, read, do, eat, whatever, as long as it's not yours, because then we'll recommend all of your stuff. Yeah. After the fact, so yeah. you can go first, or we can pass it off to Mike here.
2: Um, you know, like recommendations. Did I recommend the Queen's Gambit already? Oh, I started that. Man, it's good. I started. I, I started that last night. Fuck. I watched the whole thing. So well done. What's it? I don't think you have here. chess. But it's more. It's more. The story is very good. I'm on the second episode. It's kind of slowish. It's slowish, but I, I, I you love play chess. chess. You I play- love chess. I'm not good at chess. I do love chess, but
0: I, I. I played when I was a kid, but I don't remember too much of it.
2: The show is very good. It is slower, it starts to pick up more midway through the season, but it's just so well done. The acting is great, storyline is great. So I watched all of that in three days. Um, you watched it already? The, yeah, the whole I watched thing. It yeah, the whole thing.
0: We're talking about Fauda. Oh, thing. that's right. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. watch. Yeah. I'm I'm really into this show called Fauda. It's a Israeli show, I, and and it, it talks about you know the special units in in Israel inside Palestine and and you know tells you a lot about the culture of Israel and and, and the Arabs. So it's very very cool, super entertaining, and and, and very it do it, it's done. It's refreshing to see something done by another country, and I and I and I listen to it in Hebrew and and in Arabic, but uh, with the subtitles. But it's just refreshing to see, uh, you know, something from a uh, foreign like that. And I, I'm really into uh, movies from Europe and stuff like that. Yeah, so, and it's one season. It's That's three true. seasons. I just finished the second one.
2: Oh wow! So you're deep. Yeah,
0: You've I'm made going a to commitment. Start, yeah. How many episodes each season? I mean, I mean, with uh, my friend Doron. How many? How many episodes each season? It's like. 11, 12. Yeah, you're, you're deep. You're 24 deep. Yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. in another 12. That's what happened with uh, uh, the Game of Thrones. It took me oh, forever. Man. But once you were man. in it, you're like, oh, you're in it. Man.
2: Game of Thrones is on another level. I watched all the <laughs> Game of Thrones. That was, like, I watched busy. it like
0: five times. So I don't like the, the ending, but whatever. It, Nobody it would... likes the ending. I don't think what ending have you ever liked. You know, no, like the Sopranos ending was terrible. You know, Lost ending was terrible. Lost. I never got into Lost.
2: I, Lost I, was I, one of the worst. One of the worst endings ever. Well, now ever.
0: I'm never going to watch Lost. Oh, but it was a great
2: <laughs> show. Super yeah. weird and fucked up. But, like, the ending was just like,
1: what? I think they just, by that time, they just didn't they know they were just where they out were of gas, right? Yeah. They were
2: just like, we got to, let's just wrap this up. The we're
0: ending writing. of Homeland surprised me. And it was very interesting and very good. And you have seen yeah. Homeland? I
2: have seen Homeland. I don't remember it now. I like I'm,
1: the ending of Seinfeld.
0: Seinfeld.
1: The, the it, whole weird court case thing. You liked it?
2: Thing. I was satisfied. I'm a huge Seinfeld
0: fan. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan there you go fun fact like, Jose Mendin send I'm a, them all your well I tell you mates. something me and my well me and my wife I got my wife into Seinfeld but I'm a huge Seinfeld fan I someone at, when what is going on and every night we go to sleep with Seinfeld on and we we, we some, almost all the time watch Seinfeld when we're having dinner with my kid so my kid now is also so Seinfeld is like it's like a, it's like, it's like a I don't know like the guide to life. <laughs> <laughs> what so, a which, thing. which I love it. They <laughs> would have never thought that. There's a lot of Seinfeld references in, in my family. It
1: makes me happy, though, that somewhere there will be little kids who you know, still and, get the and, Seinfeld
0: reference. And the thing about the Seinfeld was they did an episode called the Puerto Rican Day Parade. That's right. And the and, age and, ribbon went to same And they time burned there? the flag, the Puerto Rican flag, and they stepped on it, and the Puerto oh. Ricans went crazy yeah, yeah, in yeah, New York. They had, to, they had to take it off that, that part of the flag. The,
1: the guy that beats up Kramer is the same one as the age ribbon yeah, they. Kramer doesn't want to wear the Who's wear the
0: not ribbon. wearing the ribbon? Who's not wearing the ribbon? So, what's it going
2: to be? Are you going to wear the ribbon? No, oh, never
3: But I'm wearing the ribbon He's wearing the ribbon We are all wearing the ribbon So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America, I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear What are we going
2: to do with him?
3: I huh? guess we're just going to have to teach him to wear
2: everything. <laughs> this is good. We should just have a whole show of Seinfeld references.
0: There you go, Jose. Yeah, I went to see him at uh, at the Hard Rock for my birthday. How was it? Uh, it was great. Yeah. Actually, no, no. After my birthday in February, right before the pandemic.
2: Oh man, so many things happened. I I literally I I just got back from my first trip
0: from to Montreal, the week before, pandemic. I was in, Lyon, <laughs> okay, watching. With my dad, a Ju- I'm a, very into soccer, a, a Juventus-Leon game for Champions League in the middle of the pandemic, surrounded by Italians in, in in France. Great. And pretty sure I was one of the ones that brought COVID back. Great. That's good. <laughs> well, that part Jesus <laughs> I got back here on... Oh, I'm on February 28. <laughs> Breaking news on Pancom podcast. Fa- once again, we found
1: patient zero. I,
0: I mean, never got it. I mean, I don't know. I never. We I mean, probably had it, and I haven't done that that An- test, that antibody, antibody test. test but yeah. I've been surrounded by people that have had it, and I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just special breed. You're, yeah, Puerto Ricans, <laughs> special breed. It's all
2: it's all those
1: platinums. Yeah, <laughs> it's maybe, like,
0: maybe it's all the mofongo.
2: Yeah, it's
1: blocking your receptors.
2: What are your recommendations?
1: Um, I'm going to recommend... This is old news to most people, but I had never played with this until last night. I, As knew, you it. Know, I knew you were going to go the app I'm thing. recommending the Reface app.
0: Yeah. Uh, Polish, I just downloaded that. It it Stop doing the first it, time. it was too weird.
1: If you go to uh, Pancom Podcast Instagram right now, uh, our most recent post, and it'll still be recent when you go there if you're hearing this, is uh, a bunch of refaces of Mike. So we put him in all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, I was in the David Hasselhoff
1: movie. You were in a David Hasselhoff movie. You were Chuck Sorry, Norris. Doing I was the, Chuck Norris. Are
0: you doing the Reface app with other movies? Like Matt Cush did that, Scarface. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. did the
1: movies? Yeah, it was, yeah, mostly movies. I also put him as Joey from Friends. I was Joey from uh, Friends, yeah. It's good. I want to see that. Yeah, we'll show you. Uh, so that's what I'm recommending. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's, I was in Psycho. Psycho also. Yeah, you were everybody in Psycho and that Lombata music video. <laughs> that's right.
2: We should be in that uh, light bulb music video. Oh, that's good. That's a good. I, th-
1: I think you can actually submit your own video. I don't know how that works, but well, we'll I think there's out. a way. We'll to do figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's that's my recommendation. Uh, we can shift to. You recommended a Face app.
0: That's, <laughs> that's, listen,
1: we didn't want to. We didn't want to talk politics, and that's like what's been dominating things. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, that's that, that's what I'm going with. Um. I, I will also recommend. I'm just not sure whether I've recommended it here before. This is only mildly political. Uh, there's a video if you search on YouTube for Alex Jones as folk song. Somebody has taken like a bunch of quotes from Alex Jones rants hmm. and strung them together as an indie folk song, and it's incredible.
2: Oh it's, well, we'll have to we'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, um
0: sounds amazing.
2: It, as, sounds it, it's amazing. every bit as
1: amazing as it sounds. <laughs>
3: It's close to that evil and I feel it go. Ah, 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 ah. We're such self-centered crap. We don't even notice how itself rising up against us.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so shameless plugs. I'll say we'll let you go with your shameless plugs first.
2: Yeah, all your things, your Instagram, all the restaurants, websites. That's sh- I'll do. I'll go first. My Instagram is piginc. You could find all the things in the Cadillac donk videos that we post there, which don't actually happen. But um, Ariette Miami, at Ariette Miami, at Nave Miami, at Chug's Diner for updates on renovations and when we will be reopening. And stay tuned for Nave information when we will be reopening also. And uh, also for the seats available for this month's tasting on the 18th of November at Ariat Miami as well. That's all plugging all the
0: things. Okay. Um, well, I'm on Instagram at Chef Mendin. There he is. And an you can go to uh, my website, chefmendin.com, and that will take you to all my restaurants. You
2: have a website? Yeah. Chefmendin.com?
0: I, I didn't see. know this. Oh, yeah. this is good. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, will, it, will, it will tell you some facts, like Sangfield, like for example. <laughs> you should do your homework. Is that really in there?
2: <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> You should do your homework. That's my favorite (laughs) mic call-out we've had. Oh, that was good.
2: All right. Um, I needed that today. That was awesome. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: So we'll plug our stuff. You can find Pankong Podcast on all of the social media things at Pankong Podcast, like a podcast sandwich. All the episodes are at dademag.com slash Pankong Podcast. You can listen to this wherever you're listening to it right now. Or on any other so, uh, any other uh, podcasting thing, uh, some episodes, including this one, look at this. We got the three camera thing happening here. Are in full video on YouTube. So look for Dade Mag on YouTube, or just go to that same website that I said before, dademagcom Podcast. And of course, it's been a while since he got a shout out. You can follow Petey the Dog on Instagram Petey dog, at yeah. Petey the Dog on Instagram. P e a t y yeah. like a Petey scotch. PD the Dog on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. <laughs> Thanks, we'll see. Thank
3: you.